Hi, my name is Trudy Lamb. I am a sophomore in high school. I go to Tyler Legacy High and I run cross country. The reason why I am a cross country runner is because I love running and it's something that makes me do things that are not in my com comfortable zone. And just something that I can get better at each time. And it's just something that I, I found really easy. Recording. So hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to Triple Knot, a podcast for young runners to share their stories, celebrate their accomplishments, and open con up conversation around the challenges we may face as young athletes. I'm your host Haley and today I'm joined by Trudy Lamb out of Tyler, Texas. And her story caught my attention this summer. I was actually at home one night and my friend saw a news article, I think on CNN and was like, Hey, Haley, you should do a podcast on this. And six months later, or so here we are, but she fought over the summer to change the name of her high school. That was named after a Confederate soldier whose name we don't, don't even need to give the space for, but I'm super excited to talk to Trudy today. And, um, first just wanted to acknowledge the rather tragic situation out of Texas that many have been following sort of this convergence of so many crises. So I've been wondering, Trudy, how, what has life been like for you the past couple of weeks or so? What's been going on? Well, um, we just had a, a really bad snowstorm and that kind of, I mean, it's, it was kind of weird because Texas never get that kind of weather so like we weren't expecting the snowstorm to be like big but it was a really big one and some people lost water some people lost power some people lost both and um at my house we lost water so like we like basically just gathered up a bunch of snow and just melted them and just used flush toilets and stuff like that but right now our water is back and I think we can drink the waters now. I'm not sure. That's wild. And during this, have you, cause obviously we're still in a pandemic. Have you been going yeah. in person to school or studying online? Like how, how has school and training fit into all of this? So obviously we're still going to school through the pandemic and everything and we're just wearing our mask and trying to stay apart as we can. During the snowstorm, we had a week off and we had Monday off. So we just went back to school today. And we started school later than we usually do, around 10. But now since, the, now since we might be able to drink the water, we will start going back to our normal schedule tomorrow. And do you have a track season going on currently? Yes, we actually have a track meet coming up Thursday, but that's canceled mm. due to the weather. We have some rain coming in now, so mm. canceled. And like 
the weather did kind of affect us. Like my cross country team, we run when we we can squeeze in a run. We always run it like the school was closed. We always meet up somewhere and run. Like when the weather, we couldn't really run. So like we were kind of out of shape. So we kind of had to like get back to running and try to get back in shape mm. for for track meet. Did you get to go on any runs during the storm or was that just not even a priority? I tried one day to mm-hmm. run. It was, <laughs> I couldn't even call it like a run. It was just, I was just like sliding everywhere. I couldn't run. I took my dogs with me and they were doing fine. It's just, I couldn't run because they were pulling me and I was sliding everywhere. So <laughs> it wasn't really fun. Yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah it's wild because I I live in New England and we're used to snow and I just don't even think about the fact that yeah you probably have never run on that type of surface probably don't yeah. own <laughs> cold weather running clothes so could not imagine what that would be like for so many oh, yeah. like nobody was prepared for this we, we did not know this was going to happen mm-hmm. I also like look at grocery store too mm. so like we were crazy busy all the other grocery stores closed except, mm. except for ours so like I was literally there every single day working and we were like crazy busy we, we ran out of milk bread water and it was just insane wow I mean I was able to get to work because my mom has a car mm. I can like drive you know but yeah it was insane wow must have felt like a apocalypse or something at the grocery store yes well again I just can't even imagine and I'm so glad that you and your family are doing better and that you're safe and I hope that's true for others and that obviously it's far from a a simple fix. It's a very complex situation, but I hope that things are starting to look up for the people of Texas. And I'm really glad to have you tonight that you made time for this amidst all that. So thank you again. So yeah, let's get into the episode more. Who is Trudy Lamb? How would you describe yourself? What's your personal history? I will describe myself like as an, a really shy person, not very talkative, but just like, I am a person that I like to keep my talk, my thoughts and like, just I like to keep things that belong to me to myself. I don't like, I'm not that kind of person like that I like to like go out and just like share my story or like just like by it, like I'm a good runner around cross country and stuff like that. I'm just like a chill person and I'm really shy. And if you talk to me, I'll talk back. I might not start the conversation. Wow. So was that, how did you overcome that? I mean, you said that you're shy and don't really talk about your story that much. So how did you overcome that? Yeah. And I mean, your whole journey you've been on has been speaking out and telling your story how did you overcome that I had to overcome it because the letter I wrote like and my mom that 
the letter I wrote, my mom asked to put it on Facebook and she, and I said, yes, she did. And then it just blew up. And I was not expecting that. Like when I got home from work and she was like, letters like gone crazy right now. I did not want to believe about it. No, no, it's, it did not. And then like later on, like there were like, there's, there will be like a school board meeting and we're trying to get the school name change. And at that time, like, I didn't know who Robert E. Lee was. And I did my research and I had to do my research to like know who he was and why, what was the reason behind the school name change and stuff. So like, I was like already in the, in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I kind of knew I could be the girl who actually get the name change. So like, at that time, I just, I was, I just had to get over my fears and just do what is like 50-50% like that might happen. Just do what like will help other people in your community. Like not just your black friends, family, just like everybody else who want the name change and who knows that that name does not belong on a school. So when was it brought to your attention, the history of your high school? Well, in school, like, I didn't really learn about him, really. I remember, like, in middle school, I learned that he was a general. He was a military leader. But, like, I never, like, learned that he was a, a slave owner. And, like, he treated Black people terribly. And if he was around and I was going to that school, he would not want me to go to that school. Like, nobody, like, my Black friends or, like, nobody like that would be going to that school. So like when I got to learn about him and I was like, wow, how could we not learn about this in school? They just said the good parts about him and just left some of the bad parts just hanging on our school that we're going to. And that just doesn't make it right because this man was literally against black people. And us going to that school, knowing that kind of stuff like just being in the school with his name on it and knowing that he does not want us to be alive is just really crazy and insane so at what point did you decide to write a letter where did that come from for you I wrote the letter because I knew like I wasn't the only one like wanting to get the name changed my friend just sent me an email and was like hey we're planning on doing this and we're getting together with some school kids and we're like planning on writing the letter to the school. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. That's easy. So like, I just basically just wrote the letter and I was like, then I just gave it to my mom. She just like sent it to the school and stuff. And I was just basically just doing what like my friend asked and just doing what. And also like I wrote the letter. At first I was like, eh, I don't know. And then when I did my research, I was like, oh, this is serious because mm-hmm. they've tried to get the school name changed several times. Mm-hmm. And I remember my first time hearing about it was in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know, are they trying to get the name change of this school? Just leave it alone. And, stuff. and then like, but for like this past years, I got to learn the reason behind the school name change. So during this, it sounds like you're, and I've, I've had a similar awakening to the the fact or just the way that history is taught in our schools so what has your reflection been on what we do learn in school and how how history is told I think what we do learn in school is just like the good part not like the bad part they try to just like 
make it, I don't know, PG and, and stuff like that. Now, like, I feel like if they're going to be teaching history, teaching about like our history, they should teach the whole thing. And we should be learning from our history. Not just like little part of it that might be good. So knowing that, what is it like for you to sit in your classes now? Knowing that, like, it's still kind of, like, take me back to just, I just, like, it makes me think, uh, are we, like, actually learning what we should be learning in school? Like, are we being told the truth? Or, like, are we just, just, are they just, like, just teaching us the little bits and stuff? And, like, I mean, honestly, sometimes I'm, like, why teach us this kind of stuff when you're not going to teach the whole part of the history that we, that you guys want us to learn in that we also could also like pass it down to our kids and it keep just going. Cause one of the biggest thing was trying to get the new team was people were like saying it, it's like erasing history. We have history book that we can put those thing in. If that is erasing history, then why don't you teach us that kind of stuff in school? Right. And having that name in the first place is erasing yeah history (laughs) yes what was in your letter what what do you think struck chord with people that made it go so viral I think what struck chord with people that made it my letter viral was talking about being from a place that slavery first started and then talking about how like my ancestors and my no, I mean, like my, I bet like part of my family were probably in there. And all those people that would just sell to into slavery. And just like me, what really blew up my mind was just learning that I could have been one of those people. I literally, I was from that place. I did not know that like slavery started in Ghana. I didn't know we had a slave castle until my mom took us there and we look and it was just like the the place that this stayed wasn't even like a, a home. It was just like just like a building with no windows or they were just shoved in there. Just they were just treated terribly like animals and like sharing that story just I think really made people realize that mm-hmm. slavery was a horrible thing and this man did horrible things to African. So why keep that kind of name on a school? Yeah. Yeah. The, I'm sure your letter was personal in a way that most people had never really thought much of or couldn't even imagine. Yeah. You said there had been a few other attempts to change the name of your high school. What held ultimately held the community back from changing it how did those attempts go I am not totally sure why it took so long to get the name change but I I just I think it was it has to do with just money the school board didn't want to spend money on the school on the on getting the name change and I guess they want money for themselves like I guess the people who used to live here was like, we're not, we're like, we're not getting the same thing. This is part of our history or like nobody could agree on it. Mm. And I, I would say like, 
this past year when we eventually got the name change, I would say it, it probably cost more to remove the name because we just got a new crew. And while we were in the process of trying to get the name change, they still put the name on the new school. Now that's going to cost more to re remove that name and replace that. So I was just, I don't know, it was just really, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure why they didn't do this when they should have. Right, like clearly there were a lot of other things holding them back from changing it. If they were building a new yeah. school, there was a perfect opportunity right there. Yes, but they didn't take that opportunity. Money's just an excuse. Yeah. What are, what's the general demographics and political sway of Tyler, Texas like? I mean, Tyler's like, it is crazy. I mean, like, you just need to stay in your lane when, you, when you're in Tyler. Because you say something bad about, like, this person or, like, this history person, they're going to come for you. People will do whatever they, it takes to, like, just take your, I want to say take your life. They would do, they would literally like put their life out there for what they truly believe in, what they think is right. Here, people just do what they want. Like, even if, even if it's wrong, they still do it. And it's just, there's a lot of racism over here in this area. And especially like, we have a lot of older people here. So there's kind of like a lot of back and stuff and like, discrimination and, and all that kind of stuff that sounds scary what to put yourself out there in this way did you have moments of fear or maybe even regret for doing so oh yeah yes I had a lot of regrets I was like why did I do this why but at the same time I knew like I was gonna get some hate from it because it was like, I mean, my letter was already out on the internet. Obviously, there will be some hate comments and stuff like that. But I knew that kind of stuff was coming to me. But like one of the things I was really scared about, I was people who know me know like I don't really talk. I'm shy. I was just like worried about what those people think. I was just like worried that like that's not true. They're, she's being put up to this. That's not who she is. And. I mean, they can think all that, like, they can say all that kind of stuff they want, but, like, they don't truly know me. Because, yeah. So I want to go back a little and talk about you as a runner. How did you get your start as a runner? What are some of your earliest memories in the sport? I would say, like, I first truly started running in middle school. I first started running and I did cross country, I did track and I was like, oh, this might be something like I might enjoy or like this is something that's just a talent, something that I just picked up. So like, as I got to high school, I was, I was already on varsity for my freshman year. I was like, oh, wow. So why not just keep going? I'm doing, I'm getting better each year. You just keep going and just keep doing what you love and Running is not easy. Sometimes I'm like, why did I do this? Sometimes I don't even feel like running, but I, I still get up to run. It's like a mental 
thing you have to like teach yourself. And that's one of the things I love about it. Cause like I can push myself to do something like way out of my comfort zone. At the same time, I know I am good at it. At the same time, I know like I can make myself do it. As a runner, what have been some of your most memorable or meaningful moments in training or racing? Some of my memorable moments I would say in training was just like our teammates were like, we were like so close. We're like a family and like being on the cross-country cross team, it's like literally no drama. There's none of that. There's no judgments. We all just have fun and show up to practice and meet up somewhere. Like we're basically all friends and like we go out sometimes and grab something to eat or just on the bus ride to meet. We're all just having fun, just cracking jokes. And I love that kind of stuff. That kind of things about cross country because I like don't actually have any friends. And I, I mean, I don't mind. I'm fine. <laughs> when it comes to cross country, it's like they're my family and they make me feel more like like wanted or like respected and and we all respect each other we know we, we basically just know who is the runner like how you can run and who's like whoever they are and so those are like some of the memorable things and like when it comes to meets and we're out we're all out there like just cheering on each other like just pushing each other and like complimenting each other and it's like every time like every single day we do something that's new and like something like say we won cross country team you know say like we won like a race or whatever we were like actually we did win a race we won um i think it was uil that the girls got second in and the guys got first that was like one of the best memorable ever because we were all so excited like it was cold and we thought like we were gonna do terrible but like we like destroyed that force and we did awesome. And like, I will never forget that day. I will never forget how cold it was either. <laughs> <laughs> was that a race in Texas? Do you ever race outside of the state? Uh, no, we don't ever go out state, but like, we do go out of Tyler. Mm-hmm. I think that race that we won was in Dallas, like Dallas over there, like over like past Dallas a little bit. But like usually when I do my marathons, some of, some of them are usually like out of the state. You run marathons? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, tell more about that. How did you get into marathon running? Well, I mean, my my mom does marathon running and stuff, and she does it all the time and bring these big medals home and stuff, even though she. She can barely, I mean, like, be up there. But, I mean, she can run. <laughs> she can stay up. But I was just, I don't know. I think I did my first, I had did her my first half marathon in Mississippi. And after that, I was just like, okay, I guess I can just keep doing this because it will kind of help me stay in shape for track and cross country. So, like, I just kind of, like, just started doing it. How do you balance marathon racing and training when you're also a high school cross country and track athlete. I mean, like I usually just run every day in the morning, anyways. And then, like on the weekends, I'll go longer distance, like twelve miles or like something like that. But like, I, I usually don't mind not training, but like 
the same time I, I do have to change to kind of just feel better during the race. Mm-hmm. So like it just depends on like how my schedule is or if I'm being told to do this and that or like I just, it just really just comes. How many marathons have you done? Uh, probably like around five. Five? Well, what? Oh, in my marathon, like I, I think last year I did my first marathon. But I did a lot of half marathons. What's the hardest point in a marathon for you? Mm, I would say the hardest point in a marathon for me was probably just like just like the sun shining on you, like especially like when you don't have something to like cover up your face or something like that. It's just it's really uncomfortable. I'm like, hmm, I don't know, but it's just I do get to a point where I'm like, I can't believe I'm still going. Or like <laughs> get to a point, like I have to like rip off my clothes or like take off a jacket or whatever or like I don't know how people do this but like I don't know how people stop and use the bathroom I have to keep going like <laughs> when you have like water stations like I can't even treat the water like most of the water just goes to the ground but like those are like some of the hardest parts. <laughs> did you see the iconic moment of um Shalane Flanagan and Desi Linden stopping at a porta potty on the way to a Boston Marathon title. Yeah. <laughs> how many miles do you run a week generally? Do you, if you mm-hmm. weekly, do you, how do you track your training? I usually just use my Garmin. I mean, like most of my training come out of cross country. Like even if like season is over and like we're not doing this kind of stuff. We're, we still meet up and run mm-hmm. just to stay throughout the whole year. So, like, most of my training just come out of that. And, like, we usually go, like, about, like, six miles every day. We do, like, weight room and, like, track workouts. And sometimes, like, I might just meet up with my coach who live, like, a, a few blocks away from me. Like, we might just meet up and do, like, 10 miles with, like, some students who want to run that far. So, you had this realization about the name of your high school. You wrote yes. your letter. When did you decide that you weren't going to run with your high school jersey? Like, when did you bring this idea to your coach and your team? So, like, we were in, a, like, a restaurant and, like, we're talking, because about that time, we're, like, talking about, like, the name change and, like, we're going forward again. We're trying to get this, this school name change and, my mom just goes, if they don't change the school name, like, you guys are not wearing that name on your jersey. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how it all came. And, like, some of my teammates on the team were also part of it. And, and like, everybody just supported us. And our coaches were there for us, even though, like, they couldn't participate in that kind of stuff because they worked at the school. So, like, they so did. And just they just they were really thankful that we did that and they were really proud of us. Mm-hmm. Did, so did you ever, were you ever at the point where you had to race without the name of your school on your uniform? Um, no, because we got out of, out of school because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like we never really got to finish our, our like track meet and stuff. And all the name change happened through COVID and through like our summer. Break. By the time like summer was over, the school was already getting finished and like the name was already getting changed to like. I have not been able to wear the name, but like so far I've been able to wear the new school name. 
on my jersey. How does that feel to run with a new school name? I feel like, I mean, like, obviously, like, weird because, like, it's known for, like, Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I do call it that. Like, I forget that it's legacy now. But, I mean, I was, I felt, I felt really good about it. Like, I felt really good in my skin. And, like, I just, it felt good overall just, you know, I made this happen. Like, a bunch of kids from school made this happen and all these people made this happen and it's just like wow this is like crazy like you just never know what would happen yeah so over the summer we're dealing with covid and then you're also protesting how and it's texas and it's really hot in texas (laughs) did that affect your training and your preparation for the cross-country season because that's Uh, no pretty heavy it seems like it would take a mental and potentially physical toll on you yeah it didn't really affect my me getting my runs in but like there were a few weeks a few times like I just could not go running because like how things were going in Tyler like all these protests and all these like comments and all these like threats and everything like I kind of had like keep it low-key, but, like, I mean, like, I still ran, but, like, I wouldn't go running by myself. I still don't like doing that at all. I, I don't, like, run by myself. Like, I like to go with someone. Like, I just, it was, it wasn't bad. I just made sure, like, I ran with someone. What has the fall, what was the fall cross-country season like for you, and what, what has training and racing through COVID been like? Fall cross-country, like, I mean, I would say like COVID kind of get gotten better. I wouldn't say gotten better, but like people like ever since that snowstorm happened, like people completely completely forgot about COVID. But during 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 like the winter and with all this COVID, like we had to like just stay away from people. We had to just wear our mask and when we run, we just keep our mask off. And when we're like done running and we're talking, we keep our mask on and just stay six feet apart or whatever and like all like our coaches like coaches tell us not to go out and do like meet up with friends and stuff like that we just kind of stay like in our lane and just like kind of staying like our cross cross country group and stuff challenges have you faced in your running some challenges that i've faced was probably like just knowing that like i am literally out there and just like people know who I am and people know who what I do like was who I go to and stuff is sometimes it just kind of makes me feel like not safe because I don't like people knowing about me and like just being out there and just being known is just it's kind of scary because it was just really kind of scary because you know you just never know what, what could happen to you like, especially living in Texas you just you never know how have you seen, like, as you were experiencing your story, getting all of this press, what was that like? And how did you see yourself and your story represented? I saw myself as a, a girl, like, minds her own business. Like, she's a cross-country runner, and she's just doing what is right, and she's just trying to... I mean, like, at that point, I was, when my letter went viral, at that point, I just kind of knew, I mean, 
I might be the girl who eventually get the school name change. Like my friends and I like might be the people who get the school name change. It was just, it was just like, it was just really kind of crazy because I don't see myself myself like doing that kind of stuff or like I don't see myself putting myself in that kind of position. So it was just kind of really scary. Has that changed your overall perception of yourself and what you believe is possible in your life? Oh yeah, getting the school name change really changed who I am and like it, it made me less shy. It made me like come out of my shell and like it made me like show my true colors and it just it made people think that like she has more hiding. She just doesn't want to share it. And people think that she's just not this shy girl who just doesn't talk to anyone. She's a talker and she has a lot in her. What were some surprising or exciting moments or lessons that came out of your efforts to change the name of your high school? Uh, some exciting moments will probably be uh, just like people just are like really proud of me because they most people know me like I'm shy I don't talk people were just like surprised and like people were saying good job and thank you for doing this and it was just like there was a lot of just a lot of like nice things said to me and then like nice nice thing like said to me and how great I did and just it was just like a really I don't know how to explain it, it was just really really accomplishable I guess what role do you see young people and athletes having in social justice work? I think the role like young people now have days is just, I feel like our voice are way much stronger than our elders. Like we are able to accomplish more than they can. It's like, it's just, we are, we understand more what's going on and like we know how to make it happen we can literally just gather our friends and things like that and we will get it done how do you have any thoughts on how sports specifically can be used as a vehicle for activism and social change uh sports can could be used like as say like me like i, I am on varsity and if the name does not get changed and I quit running for the school, then they won't get any money or like they won't get, they won't have like a good runner on their team. What future goals and dreams do you have for yourself as a runner? Um, Some future goals I have. I mean, I'm not going to be like all up in the Olympics. I'm pretty sure I can be like in the Olympics, but like, Running's not something I want to do my whole life. I mean, I'm still going to keep running until, like, I die. But, like, that's not, like, one of my biggest goals or, like, my biggest dreams right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, running is just something that probably could just – it's, like, a side job that just keeps me going and just keeps me charged and just keeps me feeling good about myself. What goals and dreams do you have in other aspects of your life? And also what about for your community too? Some goals I have for some part of my life is, I mean, I am like a person who loves 
who loves reading about like healthcare and just like making, just reading about things that are just like bad for the environment. And like, I'm just, I'm a person who loves eating healthy. I mean, I want to be a dietitian when I, I get out of like, I just, that's one of the things I want to major in in college. That's one of my dreams. I want to help people eat healthy, people stay in shape. And because that's probably like one of our highest problems in America is just people are dying because of the things we eat that can like probably cause cancer. I just want to be able to like help. And that's one of my dreams, things that I want to do. What do you hope to see for the future of your high school and the community of Tyler, Texas? I hope to see that like, there's some good in this country. There is a lot of good people in this country. Like I hope to see like more of those people come out and I just hope that our community can just like get along and just understand the moral, the moral of what is bad and what is good and just treat everybody equally and just love each other and just be nice. Mic drop right there, words to live by. We could end on that note, but the question that I ask everyone at the end of the podcast is if you could leave one piece of advice for a younger version of yourself, what would that be? And if you can leave a message for a future version of yourself, what would that be? Something that I would tell my younger version of myself would be just like, get out of your shells and like just sometimes you gotta do something that will make you feel really uncomfortable like something that will make you feel really like beat down but like you just you kind of just have to do it because you know you have to do it you can't just give up you have to keep going and it's something like I'll give myself like my older self you just like you just have to fight through it and just do what you think feels right and just don't give up awesome before we end the recording is there anything else you want to add or any shout outs that you want to give i'm probably to say like thank you for like reaching out to me and like i feel like doing all this interview just like making me become a better talker and just like my english is getting better and stuff (laughs) just thank you for reaching out Well, thank you for being willing to do a podcast, especially because you described yourself as someone who doesn't really like to speak much about themselves. So yeah, I really appreciated getting to talk to you. You're a super wonderful person.